brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, December 4th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the morning blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome, Advent. Yay! Yay, good morning, Pat. How was your weekend? Did you uh, watch them light that first purple candle of the I, Advent wreath? I did, I did. That was exciting. It's always uh, kind of fun to see that procession up to the front and, and the candles getting lit and uh, to see that rose candle waiting to get lit. And uh, week number three, right? We, we light that that one. So, yeah, I, I my Advent is already off to a great start. Got my little blue book with Advent reflections in there. Been reading from that, so... It's, it's such a special time of year. I just love it. There's something in the air, and it just puts a spring in my step. Oh, I love it, too. So we were excited again to see the first candle lit at Holy Redeemer. Now, they had those blue Advent books available. Also, I didn't stop at the desk to look at them. Um, what was that blue Advent book that you were talking about? So it has a reflection for each day of Advent, and then it's 37 days. So it goes into the Christmas office okay. as well. And uh, every day it kind of uh, goes back to the reading. But I noticed in the blue book I have, Every other day is focused on joy, the joy of the gospel. Really? Yeah. So I love that because uh, it's such a joyful season. A joyful season indeed. So uh, that also marks now because it, it's kind of funny because of the way that Christmas falls so closely to the fourth Sunday of Advent. We are officially three weeks from Christmas Day. <laughs> I you guess like, I better start shopping. <laughs> if, if you've got, I started, I got a good handle of my shopping. Now I've got one of my daughters. Uh, she uh, can shop like me. I mean, she is like, what? When? Let's go. Right now, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm ready to go. And uh, we had a good time. We hit them all. Things seem pretty busy out there. I, I've noticed the crowds around there. They, they seem to be larger. Things have bounced back definitely oh, from for COVID, sure. For oh, sure. for yeah. sure. So I'm really excited about that. Now we, I make a list and everybody kind of gets the same things. Now, Not we don't do like a lot of presents. Like when the kids were little, they'd get a lot of little things. We do the big mountain house trip in February. Right. And so we exchange our presents then uh, with each other. So that way it's kind of nice. So just a few things under the tree now. But what? I think the kids come to rely on every year is a new pair of socks. Oh. And the reason why I say that today is National Matched Socks Day, Patrick. So you've got to get into that sock bin, get two pairs of socks that actually go together, and then you wear them today. Okay. It is like a Christmas miracle if you can find two socks that match in our house. This is why I always have all black socks. So Scott has they resorted to do that. They, he has uh, the same color brown, the same color black, and the same kind of white sock. Must be a dude thing. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I You will never see me in a pair of socks that don't match. They have to match. And if you happen to ever see me with socks that don't match, it's a bad day. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happened in my house, just don't even ask. Just go Wait, on I with gotta it. Look. Yeah, you gotta okay, look now. They're matching. They're matching today. <laughs> but I have um, a couple of my daughters. It seems like their whole goal in life is to never wear socks that match ever. 
They'll match in like size, whether they're like, you know, a long sock or a little cruise sock or an invisible sock. Oh, that would feel uncomfortable. Those yeah, always yeah. match. But as far as the print on them, never. So my sister got me some socks when I was back home and they're called, I guess I can give the name brand, Swiftwick. Oh, Swiftwick, and they're kind of woolen socks. They're very warm, but they're they're for walkers and runners, and they wick the moisture. And oh. I want to tell you, those they, are good ones. Oh my gosh, they feel so good on my feet. I never want to take them off. I <laughs> I actually <laughs> wash them so I could wear them again. I mean, they are they those are, are nice socks. I love them. I thought you were going to go with that brand, sock religious. Oh, that those have are the cool pictures, too. Those the are pictures cool too. of saints yeah. and things yeah. on them. I have a son-in-law that likes those. There's just something about that that kind of, I don't know. Wearing yeah. Jesus on your feet. Yeah, yeah. The saints. I mean, it's not on your feet. It's actually on your heel where, sure. the, where the logos are. They don't put, I don't think the logos on the feet, but still, it's just, I don't know. It's sock religious is what yeah. it is. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got going on today? Oh, Patrick. Well, strong words from Pope Francis. He calls it an offense against God. He does not mince words in his message to United Nations Climate Summit. So he'll uh, that ha- that started over the weekend, and uh, yeah, he had something to say about it. And some tragic news coming out of the Philippines over the weekend: a church explosion during mass. And we'll update you on that. And we've got some really good news too, because the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto is going on. And we want to put you in the middle of all the fun. We got more tickets, don't we? We certainly do. Right. So we will give those away. So tune in throughout the show. We will let you know when that's happening. Here at Mater Day Radio, we recognize we are in the Advent season, not Christmas celebrations. Yes. So here is some beautiful Advent music for you to start the show. It is Greg and Lizzie, Prepare Him Room. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Greg and Lizzie and Prepare Him Room. Music for this Advent season for Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, 710. And just ahead, we'll check that rainy weather forecast. But we got a little break today, so maybe some sunshine. Who knows? Keep your fingers crossed. Plus, Father Dan joins us, and we'll reflect on the Christmas Cratch. That's up next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Mater Day Radio wants to put your family in the middle of all the fun at the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. Make plans now to be a part of the largest Christmas choral festival in the world with captivating performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor caroling, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and of course, more than two million dazzling lights. Stay on top of all of the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Each day will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews, the nightly choir schedule, and chances to win tickets for your family to join in all the excitement. Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights now through December 30th, and keep up with all the fun on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And, uh, well, rain, but we could see some dryness during the day and then rain back again tonight. High near 58 this afternoon and the chance of rain 100%. Although those precipitation amounts less than a tenth of an inch, tonight the uh, temperature is going to hold steady at 58. But new precipitation rolling in, yeah, they're going to turn mm -hmm. on the fire hose tonight up to an inch to a half uh, or more. Expected tonight and into tomorrow, Brenda. Currently, it is 58 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 56 in Beaverton at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. Good morning. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments with a Franciscan moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, one of the most treasured images we see in the Christmas season is the beautiful Christmas creche displayed in most Christian homes and especially at that Christmas Midnight Mass, we see for the first time the nativity, the Christmas creche, and that tradition continues in the church for centuries. With me today to discuss that beautiful Christmas creche and to help us to better prepare for the season of Christmas is Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit. Father Dan, thanks for coming back with us as we have this beautiful season of Advent to celebrate. 
Thank you, Dina Marie. Good to be with you again and uh, talk about these mysteries of our faith. It, they are mysteries. And, you know, if you go to any store today, it's just hitting you in so many different ways. The messages of Christmas. And I haven't seen one that really follows the real tradition and the reason for the season of Jesus Christ. Let's look at that beautiful crash, because that is, I think, one of the hallmarks of the Christian faith in in our focus. Right. It's the birth of Jesus Christ. When did this crash come about? How did we have this this tradition of having a an image or a replica of the Holy Family as something that we would celebrate during Christmas? Well, it it started with Saint Francis of Assisi, who uh, requested um, one of his great supporters and benefactors at the time, who lived in Grecio in Italy. He requested that he set up, according to his spec- specifications a scene of the manger in Bethlehem that would replicate that time in the life of Christ when he was born. And so he had just finished writing the first rule and they they were coming off some difficult times and he wanted to give an example to the friars of how devoted they were to be to Christ and to follow Christ. And his way of doing that was to Uh, replicate and duplicate the scene at Bethlehem by asking this nobleman to set it up for him according to his specifications, which included the animals, the manger, and then, of course, the baby Jesus there in the manger as well. And Francis and some of the friars showed up and they celebrated the first time with the actual crèche, as we understand it, with the uh, baby Jesus and the, the in the in the manger with the real animals and everything, because he, he that's the way Francis' spirituality was. It was very incarnational and very expressive to the outside to uh, help us enter more deeply into the mysteries. Mm-hmm. Do we know just the response of the people on that one celebration of mass? I mean, I can't even imagine um, the people coming from the villages to have mass and to see this. Um, here's the nativity. Yeah, it's uh, it's given us by uh, uh, Thomas of Solano, one of the biographers of Francis in the 13th century, describes this Grecio scene. And he says every time the words of Jesus came off of Francis's lips, it was there was a sweetness that came across in the hearts of the people there because he was a deacon. And so he preached the mass after the gospel was proclaimed. He preached. And um, one of the friars reported uh, a vision he had as Francis was preaching of the baby Jesus in the manger coming to life. And of course, Thomas of Solano, when he heard this from this friar, interpreted that to mean this was the way Francis built up the church, was he effectively awakened Christ in the hearts of the faithful. And that was the renewal of the church that he was called to do by by Christ when he spoke to him from the cross. Francis, go rebuild my church, which as you see has fallen into ruins. Well, One of the ways he did that was by way of his preaching that awakened Christ in the hearts of the faithful. I'm talking with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar, as we're looking at the beautiful Christmas creche and really going back. We were talking before we went on the air 800 years since uh, St. Francis, uh, you said in 1223. 
three. Yeah, twelve twenty-three night to uh, twenty twenty-three, and uh, eight hundred years. Um, you know, this is the year as well. We're celebrating the final rule that was approved by the Pope at the time. This was something that was a milestone, but it was a real hard time for Francis because he re he received a lot of resistance. He suffered greatly during the period of the final formation of the rule into writing. And um, at the end of it all, though, was this moment where he gathered with some of the friars to celebrate the purpose of it all, which was Christ. Uh, Christ in, in Franciscan spirituality is at the core and center of everything. Um, and for Francis, love of Christ and the sacred humanity of Christ is what he's trying to impart to the uh, friars. And for some of them, they lost sight of that in the uh, composition of the rule, and it caused Francis to suffer a lot as a result. But in the end, he still maintained this vision for Christ that helped sustain him through it all, and then had this beautiful celebration at Christmas. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, Father Dan, that, you know, this incarnational way of St. Francis, and I can't think of any more incarnational way than having an, a crash, having the nativity scene. I mean, when we talk about a Eucharistic revival, which our country is undergoing uh, with our churches, that nativity scene really brings alive uh, in many ways uh, the Christ's presence right in our homes to remind us, yeah, Christ is present. Yeah, he really is truly present. And of course, the, the, the scene at, at Bethlehem is the bridal chamber where God weds himself to our humanity. And of course, uh, Jesus in his preaching frequently uses the bridal imagery of a man, you know, the man and woman. Of course, St. Paul would even bring out that imagery and say that the love between a man and a woman is an image of Christ's love for his church. Well, that began in the incarnation, and it's what led Francis to fall in love with God because he viewed such great humility in God, lowering himself to become totally united with us in our humanity. And of course, that led to his same devotion to the Eucharist because that's what's happening there too is God is lowering himself to become hidden beneath this sign of bread, which is so lowly and so humble. So it's the bridal chamber. And of course, the, uh, the union is consummated on Calvary because the embrace of our humanity includes even our death. So he didn't split from us when it got tough. He stayed faithful and he embraced. And even his last words are, it is finished. And then he gives up his spirit. Well, in the Latin, the word there is consummatum est. It is consummated, his total union with our humanity, which is what led Francis to so fall in love with this God who would love us so faithfully. Right. Father Dan Petit is with us as we reflect uh, during this time of Advent and Father Dan, as we look at that Christmas crash, and I and I hope during the Advent season we're preparing to put that out in a space in our homes, or maybe some people I've seen put in their yards, which is wonderful. You know, mm -hmm. 
what is that crash? What can we learn from just looking at the different figures within the Christmas crash? Well, I I go to St. Bonaventure to respond. That's a great question because, you know, St. Bonaventure had a very unique understanding of this moment uh, when he viewed the crash, which is so much a part of Franciscan spirituality. Bonaventure, of course, is the seventh general of the order. He became general of the Franciscans in 1257. Now, Francis died in 1226, so he was dead already. But the crash was still such a vital part of Franciscan spirituality that Bonaventure, in meditating upon it, saw in Christ the invisible realm of creation being brought together with the visible realm of creation, where you see beasts, the the oxen, the sheep, being brought into communion with the angels on high singing glory to God in the highest. So what Bonaventure saw there was peace across the entire spectrum of creation because of Christ. There's total peace, which is not just psychological, but it's it's cosmic. I mean, mm-hmm. angels coming together with donkeys. And I mean, that's that's the peace that Christ effects for us at Christmas. Right. And when you said that it's cosmic, we do celebrate Jesus Christ, King of the universe. You know, as we close one season, when we open up the Advent season, we just had that reminder, you know, all creatures, great and small. And as St. Francis reminds us that even the littlest creature was created by our almighty God. And um, how amazing is that? Uh, Father Dan, I want to just extend our conversation a little bit more. I want to get us into the Christmas season, but we are coming up to a break. So let's take a quick break and we'll continue our conversation in the next half hour. Okay, sounds good. It is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. We'll stay with us in the next half hour. We're going to hear more from Father Dan and we're going to give away some tickets to the Grotto's Festival of Light. So keep it right here all Advent long at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and the college football playoff is set. And they are not happy in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, no. Uh We'll tell you more about the matchups and the beeves and the ducks are also set for their bowls. And I've got an interesting story on Pope John Paul I and his favorite Christmas story. I'm going to tell you about it coming up in three minutes. Here is Dave Moore and Arise. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
And that is Dave Moore and Arise. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. At least four people were killed and dozens of others injured Sunday in an explosion at a Roman Catholic mass inside a university gymnasium in the southern Philippine city of Marawi. Officials said the Islamic State later claimed responsibility for the attack in its telegram channel. The blast, thought to be caused by a grenade or a homemade bomb, ripped through a gymnasium at Mendano State University. The university was at the center of fighting in 2017 that displaced more than 100,000 people after local and foreign Islamic militants laid siege to Marari. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. of the Philippines had directed the military and the police to conduct a swift and thorough investigation of yesterday's incident. Pope Francis called the destruction of the environment an offense against God in a message given to the participants in the U.N. Climate Summit on Saturday. The keynote address that the Pope had intended to give in person at the COP28 conference was distributed to the attendees in Dubai, where Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perlin read a shortened version of the Pope's speech to the assembly on December 2nd. Pope Francis, who turns 87 in two weeks, canceled his scheduled trip to the United Arab Emirates. Emirates days before the climate summit at the request of his doctors after coming down with a flu infection that left him with breathing difficulties and acute bronchitis. Pope Francis would have been the first pope to attend the UN's climate change conference known as the Conference of the Parties, which has been held annually since 1995. In his message to the conference attendees, the pope underlined the need for multilateralism to establish global and effective rules to fight climate change. The USS Kearney responded to attacks against commercial ships and shot down three drones over the Red Sea on Sunday. But the warship may not have been the target of the hostilities, according to the Pentagon. The Kearney was on patrol in the Red Sea when it responded to distress calls, the Pentagon said in a statement issued late Sunday. The Kearney detected an anti-ship ballistic missile attack fired from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen toward Unity Explorer, a Bahamas-flagged, UK-owned and operated bulk cargo ship crewed by sailors from two nations. The Kearney shot down a drone launched from Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen that appeared headed toward the warship, although its specific target was not clear. Porch pirates appeared to be a common issue here in Portland, according to a recent study that ranked the metro area within the top 10 for the worst package theft. SafeWise, a platform that reviews home safety products and security companies, had compiled a list of the most common places for packages thieved for the past six years. So in January, 5,000 Americans responded to the website survey on safety and crime in the U.S. The results showed that three out of four residents had at least one package stolen throughout 2022, and 40% of respondents reported repeat offenses. Overall, a projected 119 million packages were taken that year alone. SafeWise estimates That's about $6 billion worth of products. 
The Portland metro area was ranked at number 10, and about 57% of Portland area respondents said they were concerned about package thefts, and about 67% reported they used deterrents like security cameras to prevent it from occurring. I don't know if the security cameras really do anything these days, Brenda. We we have cameras here, and it's, we're part of this big network that's mm-hmm. around the neighborhood. And these people had cameras, and the porch pirates look right at them and still yeah. continue to steal the packages. Because it's hard to find them. I have looked online. There are now is a growing uh, uh, resource or growing um, request for the safes, the package safes uh-huh. that go on your porch. And uh, they 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 get dropped in there and they get locked. I suppose though the problem would be if you have multiple packages coming in a day. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I use the lockers. That's, That's real easy to do, it, except you have to make an extra stop. You do, but I have one right at the end of my corner where I live, and then one here right by the office, just right up right up the street, right here too. So, so how does that work for you? It works great. I haven't had an issue with that. Um, and you just get the little barcode and hold it up to the to the locker. Boom, it opens up your locker. There's your package. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Although there there are a few few little things that uh, kind of go with it with that uh, uh, because I notice not everything can be delivered to the locker. Oh, so. I see. Okay. In sports, the college football playoff is set, and there are some very upset fans in Tallahassee, Florida, as 13-0 Florida State was left out of the mix. The CFP semifinal matchups find number one Michigan facing coach Nick Saban in Alabama in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, while the number two Washington Huskies battle the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. In other bowl action, number eight Oregon squares off with undefeated number 23 Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day. And number 19 Oregon State takes on the number 16 Fighting Irish uh-huh. of Notre Dame in El Paso's Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on December 29th. They're great. I love it. So if you were a Florida fan, why would you be so upset um, for not making that? I mean, wouldn't it? Aren't so, they so automatically number four most of the season? Mm-hmm. And and you win your conference championship against the number 14 team, Louisville, beat them pretty handily in the game, although the score didn't really show that. And then to get bumped out by the University of Texas, who you know how I feel about them, uh, but <laughs> but but it would ju- it just it, it appears unfair. Now next year they're expanding the playoff to twelve teams, but you know Florida State has been there all year. Now they lost their quarterback, broke his leg, but they still won. One. So yeah, but huh. the, somehow the 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 bowl committee they were not in a in an enviable pos- position. You know somebody was going to be upset about this, mm. and it. Wound up being Florida being State. Florida. Okay. Hey, speaking of Florida, Monday Night Football tonight finds Cincinnati and Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, and the Jags are 10-point favorites tonight. During his brief pontificate, John Paul I, known as Patrick, you remembered this term? The smiling pope. That's right. Yeah. He's the smiling pope. His characteristic warmth is evident throughout the collection of letters published as Illustrimsimi to the illustrious ones. Ah. Now, these letters were written between 1971 and 1975 for the Catholic newspaper when he was still known as Cardinal Albino Luciani. That was his name. 
There were 40 letters in all written to historical figures like Hippocrates and to saints like Teresa of Avila, even to fictional characters like Pinocchio. There are also letters to famous authors. In fact, the first letter in the collection is addressed to Charles Dickens, author of Oliver Twist and Great Expectations. So why Dickens? As the Pope explains at the beginning of the letter, John Paul I loved Dickens' Christmas books since he was a boy. He said, I enjoyed them immensely because they are filled with love for the poor and a sense of humanity. It's interesting that the character that John Paul I seemed most interested with in A Christmas Carol, Dickens' most famous Yuletide story, not Ebenezer Scrooge, but his ex-partner, the ghost of Jacob Marley. And he recalls the chilling speech that Marley gives when he explains to Scrooge why he is bound in heavy change. And he says in part, why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raise them to that blessed star, which led the wise men to a poor abode. Well, John Paul, the first letter to Charles Dickens is a wake up call that there can be no true celebration of Christmas without an active, engaged love for the poor. Our Lord was born in a manger, and he also said that whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. And like Dickens, we're all called to respond to the most vulnerable and forgotten in our world. Beautiful. Isn't that great? Yeah. John Paul I. Uh, One month? I think a little over a month. Yeah. And I can remember it. I mean, I, I was in high school at the time uh, and yeah, I'm old, but uh, (laughs) I I do, I do, you know, it it was just a shock, just a shock. I mean, that he had just been installed and, and then boom, uh, he's gone. And then of course that, that ushered in uh, John uh, John Paul Paul II, who served, uh, I believe the second longest term of any Pope. Mm -hmm. I think he took that name because he felt like he was continuing something that was unfinished by Pope John Paul I. So Blessings for us, for both of them. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, beginning today, running to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, it is an Advent Parish mission at St. Edward's in Kaiser. It is in person and live stream. The mission speaker is Father Stephen Bell. Monday, we'll be remembering our sacred call to holiness. Tuesday, refreshing our works of love. And Wednesday, reuniting our family in Christ. Talks are at noon, and then the same talk is at 7 o'clock in the evening. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And Father Stephen Bell, he was a pastor at a parish in Austin when really? I lived there. He is one of the most dynamic speakers I've ever heard in my really? life. Just fantastic. So if you get a chance, I highly recommend going and checking that out. Wonderful that it's live stream for us here in the metro area. And coming up, Father Dan continues his discussion with Dina Marie. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, 743, and we've got rain, 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 rain. High today near 58. We're already there. 100% chance of rain, but we may get some breaks during the day, and uh, uh, then the rain back again tonight. Low holding at 58 again. Chance of rain 100%. We could see up to a half inch of rain tonight, another inch tomorrow, maybe two more inches. It's it's Mm -hmm. really getting wet. It certainly is. Currently, it is 57 degrees at St. Edward's Catholic Church down in Kaiser. And it's 55 at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. All right. If you are listening, now is Ooh. the time. It is a season of giving here at Mater Day Radio. We have got another six-pack, a family pack of tickets to the beautiful Grotto's Festival of Lights. Six? six people. Ooh. If you are the winner today, you can bring six of your, well, you, yourself, and then five of your closest friends. I guess that'll have to be how it works out to the Grotto's Festival of Lights. Now is the time to call. Here is the number. 888-823-5286. That person that you hear calling in, 888-823-5286. We are going to take caller number four right now. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan Friar. In the Advent season, we have been discussing the beautiful Christmas crash, and for eight hundred years we've had this beautiful tradition thanks to saint francis of assisi we've been speaking a little bit about the history of that first night that first midnight where at that christmas mass saint francis put together with the help of many of his friends all of the characters including a baby in the nativity (laughs) scene But Father Dan, we closed uh, the first part of our discussion, you talking about really this incarnational way of of St. Francis and his look of of all creatures, especially getting all of those creatures in the nativity scene, really launches us into Franciscan spirituality. How is that so? And give us a little better sense of that spirituality, which we can see in the nativity. Well, it's it's based upon the, the healing Christ renders to the human condition because St. Paul says in in Romans that the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh lusts against the spirit, which that's, that's a, that's a, that's, that creates a a kind of anxiety and stress between the flesh and the spirit in us as a result of sin. And it gets aggravated by sin. Well, Christ heals that division and effectively brings spirit and flesh into harmony. 
And in, and, in, and in Francis, that became very true as it did in, in Christ. Christ ministered healing to Francis in such a way that Francis even had creation turning to him like the animals. And they were at peace with him because he was bringing the spiritual into peace with the material part of his body. He was reconciling creation in himself through the grace of Christ. So the animals responded to him in very different ways that were very unique. You know, we call him the saint of ecology because of this. Uh, and at the heart of that ecology, though, is the grace of our baptism that Francis uh, effectively healed Francis's spirit and body coming into communion and peace. And that peace extended to the lower creatures who were bunnies were all he always had a trail of bunnies following him. He always, you know, he birds, he would tell them to be quiet while he preached because they had to listen to the word of God and they would obey him. Um, but then he also had visitation from angels above, you know, the seraph that visited him in a vision to imprint the stigmata on his body. You see, the spiritual realm above was coming into peace and communion with the lower creatures beneath and in the animals. And all of that was brought about by way of the spirit and flesh in Francis coming to peace instead of this discord that we find that comes about through sin. And so there's a real healing that's, that occurs in the incarnation that um, Bonaventure sees, but also Francis wanted to celebrate by setting up the crash. Right. Well, yeah. And you talk about healing. I think, you know, so much of our country or so much of our world is wounded, whether it's war, poverty. I mean, go down the list. Right. The healing comes from that incarnation of Christ. That's right. And the medicine is ministered to us, especially through the Eucharist. That is that really now, of course, if we if we happen to get into very serious sin, then the sacrament of confession ministers the medicine. That's what we need. That's that's necessary. But once you get into that space, then it's the Eucharist that once again ministers the healing that brings spirit and flesh with us into peace with each other instead of this discord that we experience, you know, and this um, uh, it, it's it's a very um, incarnational, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, spirituality. Right. Father Dan Petit is with us as we reflect in this Advent season, the beauty of the crash. I want to also ask you, because St. Francis said, had such a devotion to our Blessed Mother, the feast that comes up, you know, the next week from Christmas Day is Mary, Mother of God. Where does she, where's her role in this healing? You talk about Christ, the healer, and certainly Mary has a key role in that as well. Yeah, well, uh, Mary, of course, is in the decree uh, of God from all eternity that his son would come among us. And so Mary is herself preserved from all sin from the moment of her conception. So we have that celebration, December 8th, the as we'll be celebrating December 8th, um, the Immaculate Conception. You know, well, well the Son of God forms from Mary's body, a sinless body for himself. So Mary contributes the body of Christ, if you will. I mean, it's, 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 
it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing, but that's what she does. It's like coming from like sinless human nature coming from sinless human nature, you know? And as a result of that, of course, Christ himself was sinless. And that that's what Mary contributed to the incarnation then. And then for us, as we look into that nativity scene and we see Mary and Joseph, we see the shepherds around our interaction with them. You know, what's our prayer? What can our prayer be to to really ask for that peace, to be open for the peace to really reside in our lives? Yeah, to pray for that uh, silent night holy night and the peace of that to enter inside of us. We need to know that inside of us. People today, with the state of emergency our culture seems to be in all the time, so busy in the the bells and the whistles and the sound and the fast pace and constant busyness, how necessary is it that we enter into a peace that is interior, uh, that is the result of the grace of Christ and this medicine of the incarnation that gives us peace on the inside. So to have this whole silent, holy night enter into us would be a great gift for this Christmas and one that Mary and Joseph and Jesus can help us enjoy um, by asking them, help me enter more deeply into this silent and holy night. And, you know, as we prepare, and I just want to continue and invite myself, invite our listeners to slow down. The Advent season is a season of preparation. It's right. it's violet, penitential for a reason to kind of help us slow down, reflect on where we are as we prepare for this great feast of Christmas. But give us a sense of the season of Christmas begins on Christmas Day. It doesn't end like the rest of our culture would have it um, and continues on through Epiphany and even a little bit beyond that. Yeah, of course, the um, the Christmas season begins for us December 25th, and that's that's when the Christmas season ends for the culture because the the, the culture is looking at Christmas as a time for uh, balancing the books in the retail stores and online and this kind of thing. That's That's what their view of Christmas is. For us, it's the birth of Christ coming with this healing medicine of the, of the incarnation that we celebrate, and we take eight days to celebrate it. It's like, it's not enough to celebrate for one day, but we have an octave of Christmas that begins the 25th and goes the whole week after for eight days up until we get to the epiphany, which is the the day when the Magi come. And then of course, it extends beyond that to, to the baptism of Christ by John. And that opens the public ministry and we start the, the new liturgical year again. Um, but we have this period of several weeks to really celebrate and enter more deeply into the mystery of our healing by Christ. And unfortunately, we, that that can become lost um, because we think Christmas is over after uh, December 25th. That's right. Well, let's continue to recognize each season, give it its due, especially this Advent season, prepare your Christmas crush and bring St. Francis into that crush 
this year, reminding ourselves how significant um, really the example of St. Francis has been for now 800 years in our tradition. Father Dan, I just want to thank you for some time with us during the Advent season to help us better prepare for Christmas and would invite you to help us close with a prayer and your blessing over our listeners. Sure thing. And, and maybe before I just end that prayer, I might just add one other thing that we can do, especially in this year, the revival of faith in Eucharist. I'd highly recommend that men and women go and spend some time before Jesus in the tabernacle or adoration, wherever you can find him, and just sit there with him in the quiet of that moment of his real presence to you. Uh, there's some real peace to be gained in that. So let's pray. Lord, we just ask and pray that the peace of Christmas may enter our hearts, the peace that only you can give and that nothing this world offers can ever supply. We ask and pray for that grace and also the grace of the prayer of Mary, our mother, and St. Joseph, our father, to be with us as well, to teach us how to love you. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed Advent and a Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Dean and Marie. It is 7.55 here at Monster Day Radio. Congratulations to Joan from Our Lady of LaVey. Apparently they had quite a gathering out there for healing of families too. I think we're going to try to get somebody to come and talk to us. That was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. What a great parish. So congratulations to her. And the Christmas Festival of Lights going on tonight, Brenda. It's value night out there. Joan could go if, if she wants to. And uh, the Trinity Academy Trini Tones. I know one of your favorite groups. They're, all, they're on tonight at 8 o'clock. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And you can find more details on the Festival of Lights on our webpage, along with the community calendar, matradayradio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. 
There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Matraday Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 758 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and just ahead, we have got an avalanche warning in effect for Mount Hood and other areas around the region. We'll bring you all the details on that just ahead. And over the weekend, Alaska Airlines did a little shopping. They walked away with another airline. I'll tell you about what they're purchasing and how it's going to make it easier to get to a little sunshine on Alaska. That coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint was a polymath in the fields of law, theology, philosophy, and music, and became so well-known for his skills of oration that he earned the nickname the Golden Speaker. Saint John of Damascus, or John Damascene, was a monk, a priest, a hymnographer, and an apologist, born and raised in Damascus around the year 675 AD. After receiving a classical and theological education, John followed in the footsteps of his father as a government official under the Islamic Arab rule. Then sometime between 730 and 735, he left his position in court to become a monk and eventually a priest in the Mar Saba Monastery near Jerusalem. It was during this time that he composed his nearly 150 important written works, including the most significant one titled The Fountain of Knowledge. This text was a synthesis of Christian philosophy and doctrine, which influenced medieval Latin thought and became the textbook for Greek Orthodox theology. This work consisted of three distinct parts. One, philosophical discussion. The second, dealing with heresies. And the third was his treatise on the exposition of the Orthodox faith, which summarized the Greek fathers, of which he became the last one. This work is said to be for the Eastern schools what the Summa of Aquinas is for the West. Another source of inspiration for John's writings came from a controversy which arose early in the 8th century. During this time in history, iconoclasm was taking over the Catholic world. This was a school of thought that opposed the veneration of icons. Fully committed to the movement, Emperor Leo III issued an edict in 717 against the public display and veneration of holy images within the Byzantine Empire. John took special interest in the controversy and passionately opposed the iconoclasts in defense of holy images. In his writings and sermons, he made compelling arguments arguments in a simplified manner that the common people could understand. This stirred rebellion within the iconoclasts. After his death, decades later in 787, his writings became an influential part of the Council of Nicaea, which convened to settle the matter of icons. One legend surrounding John and his veneration of holy images involves his being falsely accused of a plot to attack Damascus. In response to the accusation, the Caliph of Damascus had John's right hand cut off and hung in public view. For days, John prayed in front of an image of the Theotokos, asking for Mary's intercession that his hand might be healed. Miraculously, his hand was restored, and in thanksgiving for this miracle, he attached a silver hand to the icon, now called the three-handed Theotokos. Whether the legend is true or not, we cannot fully say, but the image itself does exist and now hangs in the Highlander Monastery of the Holy Mountain in Greece. John of Damascus's influence upon the Catholic world of philosophy, theology, hymns, and veneration of holy images made Pope Leo XIII declare him a doctor of the church in 1890. We are so lucky to have saints like John who defended the use of icons, adding to the richness and beauty of the faith. Saint John of Damascus, pray for us. 
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints and to get some fantastic Advent resources, download the free Hail Mary Media app. Details at matradayradio.com. It's 801. Pope Francis, for the second consecutive Sunday, was assisted by an aide in praying the Angelus as he continues to recover from an acute bronchial infection. The Pope said during the Sunday morning broadcast on the first Sunday of Advent, even today, I won't be able to read everything. I'm improving, but my voice still doesn't work. He added, instead, it will be Monsignor Breda who reads the catechesis. Monsignor Breda, who serves as head of the office at the Vatican Secretariat of State, once again read the Pope's remarks from the chapel and the papal residence at Casa Santa Marta. Last week, the Pope introduced him, saying he is the person who usually drafts the Pope's Angelus Reflections. Breda opened the first Angelus of the new liturgical year by reading the Pope's remarks on the theme of vigilance, noting that in the Christian context, being vigilant does not arise out of fear, but instead stems from a sense of longing, of awaiting to go forth to meet their Lord who is coming. Pope Francis called the destruction of the environment an offense against God in a message given to the participants in the UN Climate Summit on Saturday. The keynote address that the Pope had intended to give in person at the COP28 conference was distributed to the attendees in Dubai, where Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin read a shortened version of the Pope's speech to the assembly. Pope Francis, who turns 87 in two weeks, canceled his scheduled trip to the United Arab Emirates days before the summit began at the request of his doctors after coming down with the flu infection that left him with breathing difficulties and acute bronchitis. Pope Francis described environmental protections as part of a culture of life and underlined that attempts to shift blame for climate change onto the poor or high birth rates must be firmly dispelled. And sad news to report, five people are dead in an apparent murder-suicide on Sunday afternoon. Clark County Sheriff Deputy were called to a home on Northeast 92nd Street near Northeast 115th Avenue just after 1 o'clock p.m. for a welfare check. A family member called for help after getting a text message from another family member stating they had harmed others at the residence, the sheriff's office said. Deputies tried to contact those at the residence and were unsuccessful. Due to the report of a firearm involved and threats made about harming others, the Southwest Washington Regional SWAT team was called in. The sheriff's office used a drone to see inside it and observed several people who appeared to be deceased. The SWAT team, along with medics, entered the residence and confirmed that five people, including the sh- shooter, were all dead and they are said to all be adults. Investigators say this appears to be murder-suicide involving a firearm. There is not believed to be any further threat to the public. The Northwest Avalanche Center in Seattle has issued an avalanche warning for many western Washington mountain areas. The warning's been issued for Stevens and Snoqualmie Passes, the west slopes of the Washington Cascades, and Mount Hood in Oregon, according to the center. The warning is in effect through 6 o'clock tonight. Expected conditions include heavy snow and rapidly warming temperatures, which leads to very dangerous avalanche conditions. 
Snowfall rates and temperatures are expected to increase throughout the day today, leading to more unstable snowpack. The Northwest Avalanche Center recommends people do not travel in avalanche terrain and avoid any area where avalanches may start, run, or stop, as well as steep slopes and lower angle terrain beneath slopes greater than 30 degrees. Alaska Airlines is set to acquire Hawaiian Airlines in a $1.9 billion deal, the company announced on Sunday. In a joint statement, the airline said the merger will expand benefits and options for travelers while still upholding their individual brands. That includes expanded service for Hawaii, an Alaska Airlines hub in Honolulu, and enhanced benefit for Hawaiian Airlines loyalty program. The $1.9 billion transaction is inclusive of $900 million of Hawaiian Airlines net debt. The Hawaiian Air has struggled with challenges, including the Maui fires, increased competitions from Southwest Airlines, which has ramped up service in Hawaii in recent years, and a lagging recovery of travel to and from Asia after the pandemic. The deal is expected to close in about 12 to 18 months, pending approval by Hawaiian shareholders. So do you think they'll replace the pretzels now with uh, macadamia nuts? Oh, I... I would hope so. Chocolate covered, preferably. (laughs) Mm, That sounds good. In sports, well, believe it or not, uh, baseball is in the news. It's the hot stove league. Yeah, the Seattle Mariners are making moves. The Atlanta Braves acquired outfielder Jared Kalinick and left-hander Marco Gonzalez and first baseman Evan White from the Mariners for right-handers Jackson Cower and Cole Phillips on Sunday, kicking off the winter meetings with a money dump deal by the Mariners that netted the Braves the high upside outfielder. The trade, which represents the second purge of veterans by the Mariners after they dealt third baseman Eugenio Suarez to Arizona earlier this winter, will save Seattle a significant amount of future-generated money. Losing Gonzalez, White, and Suarez, who's making $11 million this season, takes the Mariners' payroll into the $110 million range, well below their $137 million opening day payroll last season. Seattle, which won 88 games this year, finished a game shy of the postseason, and they could hit the trade market or free agent market to supplement their offense that also lost outfielder Teoscar Hernandez to free agency. I love baseball. You know, I, I it is my too. sport. Yes. So I, I follow it year-round. Good. Yes. I love, I love it. <laughs> Well, FedEx is rolling down the highway to deliver Christmas joy to military families throughout America in their annual Trees for Troops program. The freight company is delivering nearly 16,000 trees this month to families at over 90 military bases across the U.S. Partnering with the Christmas Spirit Foundation, they reached a special milestone with the program delivering tree number 300,000 during a special celebration at Fort Liberty in North Carolina. Since 2005, FedEx has supported the Trees for Troops program, an initiative that delivers farm-grown Christmas trees to domestic and international U.S. military bases. And drivers, well, they've logged over 600,000 miles to deliver these trees during the 18-year partnership. The public can donate a tree for delivery to a base, but today is 
actually yesterday was the deadline for that. So they say, please mark it on your calendars for next year and you can participate in this great program. 300,000 trees? Yes. Wow. Over the years that they've done that. I think that's fabulous. Just recently, a friend of mine on Facebook talked about they moved away and how much they miss their annual tradition of welcoming three or four uh, military servicemen or women from uh, uh, Camp Pendleton in California to their home for Thanksgiving. They have a program for that as well. So if you'd like to kind of open your home to somebody who I may not be able to make it home this holiday season. Check out those programs. I think they're all over the U.S. as well. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday, beginning at 9 a.m., it is the Advent Day Retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. The theme is, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, How Christ Light Keeps Leaps Forth into Our Darkness with Retreat Master Father Christopher Burnaby. You can find more details on this and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Our friend Michael Davis joins us next, and he's going to be speaking with Kevin Williams on how we can help women who choose life. We'll check the weather also, and guess what? It's going to rain. It's raining again. <laughs> Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am, order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. 
Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team. Find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 at Matraday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat and weather-wise, in a word, wet. <laughs> but we could have some dry spells through the day today. High is going to stay at 58, low tonight. 58, so I would say that's a steady temperature. Chance of rain near 100%, and the winds gusting up to over 30 miles an hour. We could see about a half an inch of rain overnight, and then uh, precipitation tomorrow between one and two inches. So Ooh. prepare accordingly. Make sure those storm drains are clear of all the leaves. Mm -hmm, for sure. Currently, it is 55 degrees at Immaculate Heart Catholic Church in Kelso, Washington. And it is 55 downtown at St. Patrick Catholic Church in Portland. It's time once again to have a common sense discussion on social justice. On his podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis tackles some really big topics and ways that we can address them right in our own neighborhood. Well, there seems to be no more polarizing topic in our political discussion and in our faith discussions than abortion. And joining Michael this week, he has guest Kevin Williams, who serves the unborn and mothers in Fort Collins, Colorado, and who is a living example of the motto of that podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here, Brenda. I think people look at abortion and they think of it as a political issue because that's what's happened is you pick a political party, you pick a side, and then that's where you fall with regards to the abortion issue. But people don't often recognize or put it into this social justice area of our faith. And boy, that takes it right out of politics and puts it right at the heart of our Catholic faith. I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about this. Yes, one of the things in one of the episodes that I appreciated Kevin bringing out, we were talking about Roe versus Wade and the overturning of that. Kevin brings out that this is not for him a political issue so much as it is an issue of love. Mm -hmm. And he does a brilliant way of, of uh, taking the story of King Solomon faced with what to do with this baby, cut it in half or give it to figure out who the mother of this baby is. And he's like, he shows that the love of the mother causes the baby to be given up to the other mother rather than any harm come to it. So it really brings it home that it takes, like you said, takes it out of the political arena brings it right into love. And of course, love always seeks out justice and charity. And so it's right there at the ground level. Mm. Michael, scripture tells us very straightforward, God is love, right? So yes. you're taking this abortion issue and you're placing it right at the foot of our creator. Kevin Williams is joining us today. He is Michael's guest for the next two episodes of Common Sense on Social Justice. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us. Kind of share with our listeners a little bit about how you entered into well, the abortion discussion. 
Yes, thank you for having me. It's an honor to to be with you. Uh, you know, the people say the Lord speaks in a still small voice, and sometimes He kicks the door down. <laughs> and uh, my my story, my my friend who's the uh, coordinator for Forty Days for Life, she said, "I've never seen anybody as clear in their calling as you," and it really gives me a more a sense of responsibility. I, I told her. That's exactly what I think. I don't know of anybody that is that I've met personally. And uh, just like Michael said, it's an issue of, of love. If, if you want to get involved in, in defending the unborn, you're going to experience a lot of love. I've been totally inundated with, with love. I mean, surrounded by people of love, people of self-sacrifice, you're laying their, their lives and their on the line and in time praying. And uh, we just had a blizzard here and there are people out in the, in the blizzard <laughs> uh, praying is very, it's really cold and uh, miserable, but, but uh, you won't, you won't see the other side out in that kind of weather, but they'll, they'll see us out there in the, the hottest weather and the coldest, most miserable weather and conditions. One of the things that, in the podcast, Kevin gives a very lengthy answer to that question, how he got into this as, as the voice, because I asked him, you know, how'd you get started? For listeners, a warning, pull out your Kleenexes, because mm. when he shares how he got into this, it's going to it's gonna tug at you. It's an episode that you will not want to miss. You will find Michael's podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. You'll also access it in the standalone podcast at matradayradio.com. Kevin, you you keep using the word love, and I, I recognize and I know that my faith calls me to that. Now, I haven't been to March for Lives before, where they were opposing people on the other side of us. I've also gone online when you look up anybody who is trying to defend life on college campuses or on the line, it feels like everything but love. So how do you maintain this focus on love of the mother, love of the unborn child, and even love of the person who is pro-abortion and always still keep that as part of well, how you approach the subject? I saw a recent quote that said, uh, said, creation reveals that God is great. Conscience reveals that God is good. Christ reveals that God is love. And, and it's, and it's so true. Christ is love. And, and if we main, we try to maintain love, no matter what, what the, uh, situations are, what kind of, of, uh, just here a while back, we were, I just got done with the morning at Planned Parenthood and it's over in the CSU's parking lot. And then a young man comes pulling up close behind us when I'm putting my signs in the back of the car. And he takes a picture like of the, my license plate and he winks kind of menacingly and he, and he uh, takes off and he comes, swings back around and he, and he says, Hey, I move houses. And I was thinking, well, he's, he's trying to say he's going to find out where I live and come blow my house. And he gets, uh, you know, move my house, and he uh, gets out of his car, and he wants to talk, and he, he said, you know, it, it's it's commonly uh, opinioned about about you here on campus that, that you don't really care about women, but you just just shame women. I said, dude, we just we just paid a girl's rent just minutes ago. 
I had my Baby Save album right there, and I started flipping pages and, and telling, well, we paid this girl's rent. We turned, sent this girl to school. This this girl here, we got her a car. You know, we've, we've, we've done these things countless times. And, and the, the young man, he says, you know what? He said, uh, if you could change my opinion, then you, you could change a lot of people's opinion on, on campus. I'm going to spread the word about you guys. But if people know that you're willing to make sacrifices for them, the, the Apostle John said, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we know we are of the truth. The litmus test of love is if we're willing to suffer for love, if we're going to make sacrifices, if we're going to make, make uh you know, concessions in the way we spend our time or how we spend our money. These, they, these are these are tests of love, and that's how we demonstrate that we're of love. Well, Michael and Kevin, I feel like we've only managed to touch the surface of this subject, and I'm already up against my break. Can you both stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. Sure. 822 at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And Brenda, do you know what Friday is? Uh, I don't know. Is it payday? <laughs> it is, actually. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but it is also the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Oh, a holy day of opportunity. It is, and also... Obligation. Well, it's the 34th anniversary of Matre Day Radio. We talked about that last yeah, week. Happy we're birthday to our us. Birthday. And the folks at Opera Cecilia have recorded a wonderful evening of Marian hymns. They did it at the Grotto there in the Chapel of Mary. We're going to be airing that on Friday night at 7:30. And then again next week, we got the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on the 12th. We'll air it again. And then we'll air it on January 1st. All the Marian feast days coming up. We're we're going to celebrate with the folks at Opera Cecilia. You want to catch that. We'll also have it there on the Hail Mary Media app so you can download it and listen. It's wonderful sounds of the season as we celebrate Our Lady and our 34th anniversary. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much from all of us here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, all religions believe basically the same thing. They only differ in their external forms, in the way they express it. G.K. Chesterton says the truth is precisely the other way around. The religions of the world do not differ greatly in rites and forms. They do differ greatly in what they teach. In most every religion, people pray, they sing, they read sacred texts, they honor their traditions, they have special feasts, they light candles and so on. But they don't teach the same things. They don't believe the same things. There's only one religion that believes that Christ is the Son of God, that he suffered and died for our sins and that he rose from the dead. Only one religion believes in one holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. 
Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. I am Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And tragic news out of the Philippines as a mass is bombed. We'll tell you more about the latest on that. Uh, plus, the college football playoff is set. And we'll uh, look at what the Huskies are going to be doing in that. And we're going to have a great discussion about Advent and Pope John Paul I's favorite Advent author. I'm going to tell you who it is coming up in three minutes. Here is Julie Hoy with Green Light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Monster Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
And that is Julie Hoy and Green Light. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. At least four people were killed and dozens of others injured Sunday in an explosion at a Roman Catholic mass inside a university gymnasium in the southern Philippine city of Merari, officials said. The Islamic State later claimed responsibility for the attack in its telegram channel. The blast, thought to be caused by a grenade or a homemade bomb, ripped through a gymnasium at Mindanao State University. The university was at the center of fighting in 2017 that displaced more than 100,000 people after local and foreign Islamic State militants laid siege to Morari. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. had directed the military and the police to conduct a swift and thorough investigation of the incident. Pope Francis, for the second consecutive Sunday, was assisted by an aide in praying the Angelus as he continues to recover from acute bronchial infection. The Pope said during the Sunday morning broadcast on the first Sunday of Advent, even today, I won't be able to read everything. I'm improving, but my voice still doesn't work. Instead, it will be Monsignor Breda who reads the catechesis. Monsignor Breda, who serves as head of the Office of the Vatican Secretariat of State, once again read the Pope's remarks from the chapel at the papal residence at Casa Santa Marta. Last week, the Pope introduced him, saying he is the person who usually drafts the Pope's Angelus reflections. Breda opened the first Angelus of the new liturgical year by reading the Pope's remarks on the theme of vigilance, noting that in the Christian context, being vigilant does not arise out of fear, but instead stands from a sense of a longing of waiting to go forth to meet their Lord who is coming. The USS Kearney responded to attacks against commercial ships and shot down three drones over the Red Sea on Sunday, but the warship may not have been a target of the hostilities, the Pentagon says. The Kearney was on patrol in the Red Sea when it responded to distress calls, the Pentagon said in a statement issued late Sunday. The Kearney detected an anti-ship ballistic missile attack fired from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen toward Unity Explorer, a Bahamas-flagged UK-owned and operated bulk cargo ship. The Kearney shot down a drone launched from Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen that appeared headed toward the warship, although its specific target was not clear. Well, heavy rain fell over the weekend and more specifically over the first half of Sunday, thanks to an atmospheric river. Many locations on the coast and in the valley, well, they got almost an inch of rain by the end of the day. More rain arriving today. Specifically, the Portland metro area and much of the Willamette Valley will have scattering of showers with an estimated two inches of rain for the whole week. The rain comes and bringing with it a threat of flooding that has emergency crews at the ready. Johnson Creek has the potential to flood. Peabot warned, adding that while crews will be working to clear storm drains throughout the weekend and into the week, there are dangers of localized flooding or ponding on roadways. We remain under a flood watch until Wednesday. So I was walking over the weekend and went along Ash Creek and Fano Creek there in the Tigard area. They were flowing. You could you could have got a kayak in there and and gone good good distance. They All the were, way out to uh, the that's ocean. That's as high as I have ever seen. Really? It. Yeah. It, it it was and it was moving at a really good clip. All right. Be ready for it in the next coming days as well. 
And porch pirates appear to be a common issue here in Portland, according to a recent study that ranked the metro area within the top 10 of the worst package thefts. SafeWise, a platform that reviews home safety products and security companies, has compiled a list of the most common places for package theft for the past six years. In January, 5,000 Americans responded to the website survey on safety and crime in the U.S. The results showed that three out of four residents had at least one package stolen throughout 2022, and 40% of respondents reported repeat offenses. Overall, a projected 119 million packages were taken that year alone. SafeWise estimates that's over $6 billion worth of products. The Portland metro area was ranked at number 10. About 57% of Portland area respondents said they were concerned about package thefts and about 67% reported that they used deterrents like security cameras to prevent it from occurring. Patrick, you mentioned in our first hour, you use the lockers that yes. come around. Yeah, and you know, I just think about that a number of people that get medications through the mail that, yes. that, that they were dependent on to live mm -hmm. and and to have those stolen. I mean, it is it's it this has really gotten out of hand. We don't even get mail delivered here to the office anymore oh. because it's always stolen. That's I right. mean immediately it's stolen. Um so I, I'm not sure what the solution is. I found the lockers work pretty well, but you can't get everything sent to a locker. I so see. That's the problem there. Problems in Tallahassee, Florida, mm. Brenda. They are steaming this morning there. They are very upset. The college football playoff is set, and there are people in Tallahassee that are fuming. 13-0, Florida State, ranked in the top four most of the season, is now left out of the college football playoff mix. The semifinal matchups will find number one Michigan facing Coach Nick Saban in Alabama in the Rose Bowl New Year's Day, while the Huskies of Washington, ranked number two, battle the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. In other bowl action, number eight Oregon squares off against undefeated number 23 Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, New Year's Day. And number 19, Oregon State. I'm not sure who's coaching them, but <laughs> they will be taking on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame in El Paso's Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on December 29th. Sun Bowl is always like one of my favorite bowl games. I don't know what it is about it, but uh, just I love that the mountains are kind of in the backdrop. And uh, it's Texas, of course, but uh, uh, that'll be good. It, it should be a good battle between Oregon State, even though some of the players won't be playing. And I don't know who's coaching, uh, but uh, yeah, any. Anytime the Irish suit up, it's always fun to watch. So then the teams that will finally meet in the, what do they call it? The BSC or whatever championship? CFP. CFP. Now, where did they come from? How did they find those winners or those two teams to play? Don't know. Well, I'm not sure I follow what Maybe you're saying. Maybe I'm not answering so, the right so question. So we've got the we've got this college football playoff with four teams, okay. which will be Michigan against Alabama, Washington against Texas, okay. and then the winner of those those are the semifinal games. Got it. And then those two. Those two will play for the national championship. National championship. That, so that's oh, okay. where they come from. Got it. It's the, uh, those four teams. Now next year it expands to twelve teams. So we okay. won't necessarily have this controversy, but you know the 13th team is going to be upset, right? Yeah, so, so, you know, it's like college basketball. They grew yeah, they that to 64 teams, and they even have play-in games. But still, there are people upset. Can't please everyone. Well, during his brief pontificate, John Paul I was known 
as the smiling pope. His characteristic warmth is evident throughout the collection of letters he published called the illustrious ones. The letters were written between 1971, 1975 for a local Catholic newspaper when he was still known as Cardinal Albino Luciani. Now, there were 40 letters in all written to historical figures like Hippocrates to saints like St. Therese of of Avila and even fictional characters like Pinocchio. There are also letters to famous authors. And in fact, the first letter in the collection is addressed to Charles Dickens, author of Oliver Twist and Great Expectations. But why Dickens? As he explains at the beginning of the letter, John Paul I had loved Dickens' Christmas books since he was a boy, saying, I enjoyed them immensely because they are filled with love for the poor and a sense of humanity. It's interesting that the character that John Paul I seems most impressed with was in A Christmas Carol, Dickens' most famous Yuletide story. It's not Ebenezer Scrooge, but his ex-partner, the ghost of Jacob Marley. He recalls the chilling speech that Marley gives when he explains to Scrooge why he is bound in heavy chains, saying, Why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raise them to that blessed star which led the wise men to a poor abode? Well, John Paul I's letter to Charles Dickens is a wake-up call that there can be no true celebration of Christmas without an active, engaged love for the poor. Our Lord was born in a manger, and he also said that whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. And like Dickens, where we are called to respond to the most vulnerable and the forgotten in our world. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 7 o'clock, you can go see the murder on the Orient Express that is happening at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. Seton Catholic High School Drama Department presents Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie. $15 for adults, $7 for student and children. Tickets available at the door or online. And remember, you can find details to these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Who did it? Was it? Mm, don't don't tell. Don't give it away. Okay, don't give I won't. it away. It's a good one though. Hey, Michael Davis comes back and joins Brenda with Kevin Williams to let us know how we can help women who choose life. We'll check in with Michael next after we check weather at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. 
Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 843 at Matre Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And uh, we could see some dry spells through today today, but overall, rain, rain, rain. A 100% chance of rain. Precipitation amounts could reach up to 2 inches over the next few days. But that temperature is going to hold steady at 58 this afternoon, 58 tonight. And the wind kicking up to over 30 miles an hour with those gusts. Currently, it is 57 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it's 55 at St. Clair Catholic Church in Portland. And I am back with Michael Davis. He is the host of Common Sense on Social Justice. For the next two weeks, Michael welcomes guest Kevin Williams. He is a strong supporter of the life movement from the unborn to all of the help that he can do for women who are in crisis pregnancies. They are both joining me today to talk a little bit more about this. Well, Kevin, as we got into the subject before our break, you kind of started to bring forward an idea that so often the Catholic Church is, uh, people refer to us as pro-birth. That that's all we are concerned about is making sure women have the babies, but we're not there after the baby's born. You are a living example of exactly the many ways that all of us can be there for women, not just to ensure the lives of their unborn babies are saved, but walk with them in so many ways. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you uh, work to create a just society and how creative we can be in helping women and families come to healing. There's there's so many resources out there for for girls. I, I uh, the first thing we do if a girl chooses life is is I get their contact information. If it's a an abortion clinic, and then I just try to stay with them, uh, set them up a, a registry, and then start promoting it. Usually, typically there'll be forty to seventy people that will will purchase off of their the registry just in my circle of friends and and uh, arranging baby showers so we can uh, connect them with the faith in the in the whole life community to make uh, lifelong uh, contacts if, if possible that's I feel that I've failed a girl if, if she chooses life and we don't get them connected with the the people in her own community if it's a girl that shows life online I just reach out to the life community in her city and try to arrange a baby shower or invite the most evangelical people that are uh, in, in that city to to love on them invite them into their into their homes into their churches and bible study groups and there's uh, so many groups to connect them with love life has uh 
hundreds and hundreds of churches across the country embrace grace have, have helped me many times and they're they're hands-on they will they will uh, help these girls outside of the the typical pro-life uh, resource uh, sphere like uh, crisis pregnancy centers of course or have a, a lot of uh, of resources they can connect the girls with with things that they need in a practical level but they're typically a little bit gun shy about some guy calling them from four states away that because they've been scammed so many times by people mm. trying to to smear them that they're a little bit uh where you're from where you you did what i mean you weren't trying to do it with this but if you can connect them with the the boots on the ground there that they know and trust then you can uh get more get more uh ac- action out of them there's uh as a fear of of uh, client confidentiality, which is which is good in its place, but sometimes it gets in in my way. If I'm wanting to help a girl, when I get someone knocking on their door and loving on them and taking gifts and diapers and and uh, helping them with their rent or whatever it may be, fixing their car. But but uh, we want to we want to be hands on with these girls. And when people say that we're in a, a love affair with a with a unborn baby nothing could be farther from the truth there's those girls that chose life 10 years ago that messaged me and they say hey we're behind the rent we're getting evicted and we pay the rent for them and we their lights are turned off we get them turned on we fill their propane tanks or whatever it is there's there's an ongoing relationship with these girls when they choose life it's Mm -hmm. a golden opportunity to to disciple them and uh and hopefully that that pray for them and in our prayers that God will draw them by His Spirit and seal them for His own. That it will uh, those girls that that uh, that chose life that now go to daily mass have been confirmed and and uh, reconciled with their guys. And once they get their lives straightened up, the Holy Spirit is going to move and work in their in their lives in amazing ways. Sometimes I just watch on and go, wow. That was that was amazing, and it's it's just so beautiful to see uh, the way that that God pulls these things together, and people, resources, and and uh, is God delights to to get involved. I'm smiling just when you're saying that because we, as poor humans, we just can't help but be amazed by the work of God and be surprised by it. But as Catholics, we know we should never be surprised by what God can do. Just hand it over to him and he will take over. If you are just turning in, you're listening to Kevin Williams. He is a pro-life advocate and he is joining Michael Davis on his podcast for the next couple of weeks. Michael, this topic, especially here in Oregon, also north of the river in Washington, people are coming from across the country and they are helping women come to this state because it's one of the few states that offer unlimited access to abortion. So in this area where it seems like everybody is doing everything everything they can to ensure women have access, easy access even to abortion, your podcast is all about what we can do right here. So how do we enter into this subject when, well, really around us here in the Portland area on the West Coast, it, it, it's very difficult to enter this in a loving way. So what are we called to do then? Our faith calls us to do something. Right. And I think 
I want to look at the positive part of this. So a lot of homeless people come to Portland. It is known that in Texas, when a prisoner is released and they're going to be homeless, Texas pays to put them on a bus to Portland. Mm. Uh, It is, and Utah did the same thing. Salt Lake City has been known to bus homeless people to Portland. Uh, Of course, now the flood of women coming in, but there's also a flood of immigrants and refugees through the southern border coming into Portland. I meet with hundreds of them at the processing center here in Portland. And my thought is bring it on. You know why? Because God's children are waiting on this end to receive them and transform their lives. So now we don't have to go to these other places to transform their lives. They're coming to us. We're waiting on you. Just like God. God is always waiting on us. On the other end, we run somewhere else and there's God waiting on us. Uh, You'll hear how that happened in Kevin's own conversion story in the podcast. But uh, yeah, um, let those women come here. Let the immigrants, refugees come here. Let the homeless come here because we're waiting to touch your Mm. life when you get here. I love that. And God, he's on our side too. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Amen. That's exactly what we see here. We see Texas plates here in Colorado every day at Denver and Fort Collins and uh, Boulder, the abortion clinics here in northern Colorado, people from from quite a few different states and a lot of Ubers, you know, they're, they're flying. And it's like a, a mecca of abortion now in Colorado. But it's really it's just like Michael just said, it's just bring them on. If, if there wasn't if they were having an abortion there in in Nebraska or Texas, there might not be there someone. Uh, offering them love and, mm. and opportunities. To, these are opportunities for us to share the gospel with them and share share the love of Christ with them. And they send them. We're here waiting for them. I love that. I have never in my life thought about it in such a way. We are here ready to help them. So why not come to Portland? Because they have the services here and the Catholic Church is here and we are eager to help them. What an amazing discussion. Of course, you get into this so much more over the next two episodes, Michael. So thank you so much for talking about this. Kevin, thank you for your time today. You are very welcome. Thank you for the honor and the opportunity. And again, that is Kevin Williams. Of course, he is a guest with Michael Davis. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. I will be sure to include information about Kevin Williams and also ways that you can get right to Michael's podcast. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. 853 at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Brenda, did you get one of those beautiful Marian calendars? It's already on my refrigerator at home. <laughs> so is mine. And <laughs> it, I, I tell you, Sarah did such a good job mm-hmm. with that. If you got one and want another one, we've got some extras. And if you didn't get one, you need to get one. All you have to do is go to MontredayRadio.com. We got all the details on how you can get your own Marian calendar for 2024 from Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. Well, there may be a few breaks from the rain, but there'll be few and far between. A near 100% chance of precipitation for today, tonight, and tomorrow. High 58, low 58. <laughs> In other oh. words, temperatures are going to stay We're constant. There. Yeah, <laughs> and very windy. Wind gust up to 30 miles an hour. Right now, it's 56 here in Stumptown. And closing out our show today, here is Sanctus Real, Unstoppable God. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is going to move. Hope it's okay to tell the truth. Sometimes the doubt starts to win. Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak. Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible lies This is the promise that I'm standing on Nothing can stop an unstoppable God
Saturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Sanctus Real, Unstoppable God. Woo, what a fun Monday show. Look at that. Two hours already gone. Boom, just like that. Oh. Advent, and next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas. I had to make coffee early. I was so excited today. <laughs> I drank all my coffee already, so we got hot coffee ready. So hopefully you enjoyed your coffee this morning with a morning blend. Eggnog. Eggnog coffee? <laughs> yes. Eggnog, eggnog creamer in your coffee. Ooh, okay. Okay. That's that breaks a like fast, it. I have a feeling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll break any diet, too. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones coming up this evening with Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers and Ken Hellenius. Love that show. Absolutely. We hope you have a blessed day.